Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Valley Today, we're talking... The sun. That beautiful thing. No Was... one be alive without it. That's true. That's... No one here at all. None of the trees. None of us. None of the dogs. No, nobody. It's ar- That's arguably true. Right. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not sure it's beautiful. I mean, I, you can't really look at it. No, you can't look at it. So it's like, we don't really know if it's beautiful or not. Um, just theoretically, like, maybe it is. I think that puts us in a weird position as humans on Earth that there's something, there's a natural object that we may not behold. <laughs> but it is also the giver of life. Doesn't that seem like that maybe predisposed right. us to certain patterns of thought? <laughs> right, right. Right. It's also so huge. It's like so big it's compared m- to us. But compared to the rest of the universe, it's so little. Think about it. It's boggling. Mind boggling. <laughs> Are you feeling boggled yet? Uh, I mean, <laughs> realistically, a little jungle planet where we got a bunch of people crawling around and blowing up SpaceX. Like that is way less plausible than just a giant flaming ball of gas. Like, when you think about the emptiness of the universe, that seems more likely than our whole situation we have here with, like, uh, slot machines and DRM hot dogs and stuff. Right. But, like, man, you think about, like, it's a flaming ball of gas, but, like, man, it's been burning for a while. you think it'd be out of gas by now. Keeps It keeps going. We're lucky that it is. Uh, that's actually a creationist argument is we're we're very lucky that God put the earth in the place where it is because if it were if it were uh further away or closer into the sun it would be too hot or cold for us to have lived here. Mm-hmm. That's uh Well, if God was omnipotent, he could have made us able to live on Mias. Yeah. I mean I mean that's the angle that's the angle I would take. <laughs> Like maybe the fact that we don't live somewhere major league extreme just shows like maybe he was phoning it in a little bit. <laughs> like we could be like way more like we could indestructible. Be... Like what if we lived like on Mercury? We'd be hot boys. We would we would have to be made out of like metal, like metal plates. That's just like this is just like the plot of Iron Man. <laughs> The song, the song, not the not the movie. Does the song Iron Man have a plot? All the only part, you know what? The only words of Iron Man I know is "I am Iron Man." That's the only part like I really know the words to like confidently. It's a whole. It's like a little. I was sent to Earth. I got mad. I'm Iron Man. Now (laughs) I'm made of steel. Steel is a form of Iron Man. <laughs> and then they start shredding. It's the top 10. Top 10 classic metal song. Right. I, I do like Sabbath. Sabbath is pretty good. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty undeniable. It's pretty much the platonic ideal. Right. You can't of, get, yeah. Of rock music. You can't get better than that, really. No. So, Natalie, uh, what is the sun? The sun is the star at the center of the solar system, which is where our planet is, where we live. So we have our little solar system, and in the middle of it is the sun, and all of the planets go around it. And it is a nearly perfect sphere of hot plasma, heated to incandescence by nuclear fusion reactions in its core. And then that radiates the energy as visible light and infrared radiation that is what it's all about man 
that light and infrared radiation does so much for us. Now that light is like photons, Mm -hmm. right? I guess it's also a wave. That's like a whole thing. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to get into that. (laughs) No one wants to talk about that shit. But. I like to think about the fact that the sun is, is what, 5 billion years old and the earth is like 4.6 billion years. Right. Uh, I mean, that that's what we think. And those are extremely round numbers. I'd be like if somebody asked me uh, what age I was and I said, scientists believe me to be between <laughs> 10 and 100 years of age. <laughs> Technically true. Right, right. One order of magnitude when you're talking about scientific guesses. That's pretty good. One mm-hmm. order of magnitude. Right. The sun is 5 billion years old. I like. How, how old is Earth? Yeah, like 4.6, something okay. like. I mean, I'm just. I'm going off what I read. I could have been lied to. There's no way of telling. <laughs> That's why we call this garbage brain. Because we, we just believe whatever we read on whatever garbage website we find. Yeah, I just. <laughs> I believe whatever scientific and archaeological evidence I'm presented with, as long as it seems credible. As long as it's on the internet. (laughs) I'll do any research I need to do, as long as it's available on Bing. (laughs) If there were anything that was really well organized about humanity or about life on Earth, I don't think it would have taken four billion years to get going and i don't think that a rock falling out of space should have wiped everything out like over and over right like every time a rock falls down from space yeah (laughs) and it and we went five billion years down the line and now we're here this is it this is (laughs) pathetic you guys (laughs) yeah Like, we really could have done better. Absolutely. You know, uh, one of the things is, like, we invented cars, right? Mm -hmm. We need to travel faster, and we've got some animals. We like to climb on these unstable animals that we're hurting by riding on them. So let's, uh, and I mean, it's not, that we don't always hurt horses by riding on them, but they don't like it. So let's undergo all of this industrial progress to make cars and make cars. And then like 70 years later, we're like, we should put a restraint in there so people stop flying out of the front when they hit something. <laughs> We're the slowest fucking living things on Earth. Right. The right. slowest fucking living things in the universe. Here's something that I like to think about with the sun. You said the sun is in the middle of the solar system Uh and we're all orbiting around the solar system. When you create a picture in your mind of this, you have that big yellow orbit the center and the planets are are tracing orbits, more or less circular orbits around the sun. Uh Mercury's whizzing around every 80 days or however fast. Venus is slower, uh, and then those those long boys, Uranus and Neptune, all the way out, they're they're going around every what nine hundred days, something like that, really long orbits. Uh, and you think about that, and you look at it, and the sun is there, and we're just moving in a circle, just a merry-go-round. And this has never caused me any anguish, but when I realized, when I finally read enough about space, 
that I realized that the whole universe is expanding. And there's nothing, if you were to throw an apple into space, the apple would just go through space mm -hmm. until it hits something. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to stop us, and we are expanding away from, I guess, the center, I guess, theoretically, from the Big Bang. Right. And so the sun is moving, and we're just following the sun. Right. I actually saw some animated GIF of the actual way that the solar system is moving through space, and it was fucking bananas. Isn't it terrifying? Yeah, it is. There's something. <laughs> when you look at a little animation of the planets going around the sun, for some reason, we're like, as it should be. Right. And when you see the the planets tracing a helix through space as we hurdle outwards. Right. It's like a comet, like a spinning comet. That's us. <laughs> it's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In either way, we were truly unmoored. We were simply chained to the sun by the gravitational force. But really, just having an illustration of how unmoored we are in space and time just really, really nails it home. We just need to embrace chaos, and you have to embrace constant change because we are like literally like careening through space, like fucking like like you wouldn't even believe. Oh, I do. You need to I, embrace that same energy in your life, and then you'll you'll find yourself like at, at balance. I I embrace chaos. You know, I'm very lucky. We were talking about this earlier. Uh, I'm very lucky that I get my my dopamine and all my good feelings from novelty. Right. Right, me too. Because I think it's very hard to get your dopamine from predictability. And some people really do. They really want everything to be predictable. And that's fine. It's just a different personality type. But I have to say, I'm the lucky one. I'll just go and do something new that I didn't do because there's lots of stuff. Mm -hmm. But you can't have what you used to have. Like I was, I was watching something the other day from the 80s and they had all the old cars from the 80s. And I was just looking at it thinking, man, I wish cars looked like that. Well, if that's how I got my dopamine, was cars looking like that, I'd be screwed. Could every car now just looks like a bar of soap? Right, right. They all look like uh, like an old, like one of the mouse, like the little computer mouses that they used to have for the computers. Like the really super ergonomic ones. That's what cars look like now. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, the sun is the number one source of energy for life on Earth. It is, like, mega super important that we have it. It is, like, like I said, we would die without it. The sun is gigantic, super big, 330,000 times bigger than Earth. You could fit 330,000 Earths inside of it, and then they would all burn up. <laughs> I was, you know, when you envision the sun, I think we we envision it as sort of this monolithic sphere. Mm -hmm. But really the the sun has a has a bizarre structure to it. It's not actually that hot on the surface, but then there's like other parts of it that are super hot. I don't totally understand how that works. What are the coldest parts on it? Well, there's some, I think the surface of it is cold, but then it's like a, it's like a fire. There's like regions outside of it that are hotter than the sun. I don't, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really know. Anyway, I may be wrong. 
<laughs> um, the sun formed 4.6 billion years ago from the gravitational collapse of matter within a molecular cloud. Okay, so there was just a bunch of shit and then it probably hit some like critical mass and just sucked everything in mm-hmm. gravitationally. Mm-hmm. And what was the what was the molecules? It would have had to be hydrogen because it's doing fusion, hydrogen to helium, right? Yeah, That's what right. we think is happening. Right. So yeah, the sun's core fuses hydrogen into helium. And so it will convert 4 million tons of energy every second. Okay. You know, something that always pisses me off is... <laughs> I've, I've had this thought for a very long time. I've had this thought since I was a kid is we know where the sun is. It's hard mm-hmm. to miss. Right. You always know exactly where it is. I feel like we should have a way of going out and dipping some of the sun out and bringing it back. Right. I think we should get something from the sun, but you get close enough to grab some of the sun and that's it you just get sucked in that's really that's the frustrating part i imagine the gravity for the sun is pretty high yeah and what is in the very middle of it i wonder more sun baby what if it was hollow inside it could be that's the thing we don't right we don't know what would you know what i would do i would have if i had a high temperature performance ceramic. I would just dip a tiny bit of that into the sun and I'd put a little lid on it. And then we'd have some sun and we could really find out. Like what if we got it back here and it wasn't like hydrogen fusing into helium and creating heat and light. But what if it was like, what if it was something else? What if it was like argon? Right. What if it was like radon? But if how would you even scoop it out that well if it was helium converting into or hydrogen converting into helium? Because both of those are like pretty much gases. I don't know. It's completely a little kid idea. I probably (laughs) I probably had the idea to do that when I was six or seven, and it just persisted in my brain. Because you think it's like lava. well, yeah, to, yeah, because I'm not an astronomer. I mean, right. I understand, <laughs> I understand the chemical and physical properties mm-hmm. of hydrogen and helium, but still, you know, sometimes you have ideas when you're a little kid, and you can just never rid yourself of the idea. You can think your way out of it to the point where it doesn't affect your life. Mm-hmm. But I I know that I had such dumb ideas when I was a little kid, but your brain never gets rid of those because you're like, no, my first idea. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> I, I also remember reading something. Uh, they had drilled a hole. They drilled a pretty deep hole into the earth. Well, they keep doing this. They drill oil wells and they drill boreholes and sometimes they drill down into the ice to try to find like what the ice was like. And they say if you go far enough, it's like 5,000 years ago or something. I don't entirely know how that works. But they dig these holes and they're like, this deep, this hole is so deep. You could fall in this hole and this hole is so long and deep. But it pisses me off. I looked it up. You know how deep the deepest hole is? How deep? 40,000 feet. That's not very deep. That's a and sad hole. I converted it. It's a little over seven miles. Mm-hmm. So I could walk that hole. I could walk that hole in like two hours. That's what I said. I could walk. <laughs> I could walk to the bottom of that hole. Uh-huh. You sure could, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you would think with everything else we've done on this damn earth, such as 
cars that do not immediately kill the user. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, no, I mean, that's just another example of how of how pathetic the human race is. Really, uh, we still sit here. It just, I mean, it just keeps occurring to me that everybody walks around thinking that we're, we're doing anything right. And when it comes down to it, we have to take a plant that already grew and we have to take its sexual organs and we have to work them in order to get seeds. Sometimes we don't have to work them. Sometimes we're like, no, man, I don't have to pollinate that plant, man. I just, you know, the wind is going to blow and that pollen's going to go on the other ones. Right. <laughs> or sometimes they're like, no, there's like some bees around. The bees will probably like touch it and touch the other. It's fine. It'll work out. Mm -hmm. We still rely upon all this. Then you set it out in the sun. And then you just wait, and then the plant grows on its own. Right. We're not really in control of anything. No. It really is a system that involves a lot of chaos. And we all think that we are acting logically and going about our rational lives. <laughs> all we're doing is soaking up the fucking rays. Right. That's what we've all been doing since day one. When the first vertebrate crawled out of the soup and ate its first fungus, they were all doing it thanks to the radiant energy of the stupid fucking sun. <laughs> Well, you have a lot of anger towards the sun. I don't. I'm just... You've called it dumb like eight times already. <laughs> Stupid. You said you hate it. <laughs> you said you think it has a bad personality. <laughs> I... <laughs> I didn't. I feel like, you know, I, I like the sun. I appreciate the light and heat that it gives us. Uh, and I even if you asked me to draw the sun, I would put the smiley face and I would put sunglasses right, on it. Right, right. Because I think it's a... it's a. He needs a break. <laughs> he needs a break from looking at himself. <laughs> you talk a lot of shit about not liking the sun, but you know what? I really think that you're going to change your tune in about, uh, in about 5 billion years. Because... That's when the sun is going to expand into the orbits of Venus and Mercury and kill everything in the planet. Everything on Earth can be cooked, baby. So we've only got five we've billion. We've only got years. five billion. The funny thing is, if you think about human history, oh, we've only got five billion years to get off Earth. Like we might not make it. Right. <laughs> That's the funny part. <laughs> We might, and, and even if we did, even if we did make it off Earth, just as the sun expands into the orbit of Venus, just torching everything and superheating the Earth and boiling the oceans, like, even if that happened, you could see Earth just, like, vaporizing in the background as the people are on the, on the ship are like, hey, did we bring plants? <laughs> We never figured out how to make our own plants. Did somebody bring some of those seeds? <laughs> that's how you make plants. I don't, that's all I got. You have to plant the seed. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah. So it is going to engulf Mercury and Venus, cook everything, and then it will shed its outer layers and become a white dwarf. And it will no longer produce energy by fusion at that point. Although, it will probably still be lit up a little bit, and it will probably still be warm, but it's not going to be like how it is now. Okay, okay. And we know this because other stars have done the same thing. Right. There's like a star <laughs> sequence, right? Right. There's That's like a 
life cycle of a star. I seem to, I recall learning about that in school, but that's all I remember about it. No, it's honestly, it's kind of. It's kind of boring. It's just memorizing stuff. It's never going to apply to you. Right. Right. Like, that. Ha- like I've talked about this before. Like, outer space to me, I don't give a shit about it. You know what's really, you want to know something really interesting about outer space that, huh. that I never learned about? Of course, I grew up, uh, I grew up in the middle of the country and I went and I uh, lived in a city that was pretty conservative and I had a mostly conservative teachers. Uh, it was one of those environments where the real conservative teachers uh, would talk about freedom and stuff like that and then the real liberal teachers would just never mention their politics. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, I never learned, for example, that the Soviets in 1973 sent a probe to Venus. They sent a probe to Venus that sent back pictures. Oh yeah? In 1973, it was called Venera. Oh. I think they maybe even did more than one. It recorded audio and video before it was destroyed by the sulfuric acid atmosphere hmm. on Venus. And we just we just never heard about it. That's really interesting. Yeah, it is. And we never, uh, America never sent anything to Venus. No. We sent some shit to Mars. We sent a couple of robots and we cried when the robots died. <laughs> cry for no robot. I cry for no robot either now. <laughs> Don't cry for a can opener. <laughs> Don't cry for an old VCR. I'm not going to cry for your fucking robot. The robot serves me. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I, I like that our two possible options are that we have to support the government and the government will send the robot and the government will spend $79 billion and 18 years to send a remote control car and then uh, drill into the surface and be like, "Yep, it's rocks." Sure is dirt. And then when the <laughs> robot and then when the robot dies, it mournfully plays a chip tune version of Major Tom. <laughs> and then it turns itself off. And everybody, everybody on the internet has a day when they cry. That's one possibility. <laughs> the other possibility is that. Elon Musk takes venture capital money and he makes his own privatized robot that blows up and kills 74 slaves. Right. (laughs) Uh, The sun is the brightest object in our sky. Obviously. Have you seen it? Yes. Yeah. You can't look at it too. It's very bright, man. And it does not have a definite boundary. It is just like the density decreases the farther away it gets from where it is. Oh, really? Yeah. So there is, so I guess there is no surface. Because I was under the impression there was a surface. Although that may have been for my little kid brain. I think I originally imagined the sun is a very hot water balloon. <laughs> a yellow water balloon. Right, like lava water balloon. And the only reason why it's not an oval is because it's in space. So it just rounds out like when they spit a droplet in NASA. <laughs> Right, right. But yeah, so it has, like, a photosphere, and so they just measure to the edge of the photosphere, which I suppose is the edge of where where it looks like it's a circle. Yeah, the edge of the sun is where it stops looking like the sun. Uh-huh. That's reasonable. I could define my sphere as the edge of where it looks like I stop. <laughs> Right? That's where I would describe your edge to be. Yeah. <laughs> Think about like the edge of 
like yourself and and the rest of the whole universe. I mean, the inside and outside is wild because I mean, topologically speaking, like just the boundary of what is me and what is not me, right? Uh huh. Just like the topology of a house, there's the door. You walk out the door, you're outside. You walk in the door, you're inside. What if you're in your house and the door is open? Well, you've just got fresh air inside, baby. <laughs> Topologically, a person is the same as a donut, right? Mm -hmm. And inside that donut hole, you have billions, maybe trillions of bacteria right. living. And you don't feel them most of the time. And they, through their, their action and their metabolism and what they eat and what they choose not to eat, they affect your body and your mind and your cognition and your feelings. Mm -hmm. And so where where do you begin and end? Are you the bacteria, right? Right, it's and just add to that the fact that you are like permeable and so you have like a large amount of void space within yourself. So where do you end and where does the universe end? Because the universe is is permeate it permeates your entire self yeah i mean you can you can stand between yourself and a radio and you can still pick up the radio station mm -hmm. so you're just part of the universe man deal with it <laughs> so um the main thing the main name of the game with the sun is daytime and <laughs> when are we gonna plan this out when is it when does it start how many do we get right yeah let's make a calendar and find out right <laughs> we talked a little bit about the calendars and time and stuff like that but a solar calendar is like the standard let's base it on the sun yeah yeah, because then all the days line up. Mm -hmm. You can you can have eight o'clock is always going to be eight o'clock. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it would move around. Right, right. So it's, a solar calendar is a calendar whose dates indicate the season or the apparent position of the sun relative to the stars. The Gregorian calendar is obviously the tits when it comes to solar calendars. Everybody loves it. Um, the other types of calendars are lunar calendars, which have months that correspond to moon cycles. Okay. So that is the alternative to the Gregorian style. Um, the Gregorian calendar they started using in 1582, and it was an update to the Julian calendar. Right, yeah. And, uh, they did the adjustment for the drift of like all oh, you know how that a lot of shit fluctuates and correcting for all of the drift that they had neglected during the previous centuries right because they couldn't measure it precisely so over hundreds of years the days kind of drifted mm -hmm. right sure right and so they were fixing it and now it's a gregorian calendar and there's a whole bunch of other calendars too did you know that uh yeah like the hebrew calendar it's like the year 5000 something yeah it's like 5782 mm -hmm. um there is our gregorian calendar is 2021 baby get with it it sounds like such a futuristic year for how boring it is doesn't it yeah 2021 it sounds way out there. It sounds like we should be riding, like, hover motorcycles. Yeah, that's just the thing. When you write a fictional story, you can be like, in my world, people are smart. <laughs> Imagine. Uh, so one of the things that could happen with the sun sometimes is eclipses. Have you heard of those? Yeah. That is when an astronomical object is temporarily obscured 
by passing into the shadow of another body or having another body pass between it and the viewer. That is how you get an eclipse. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen one. I saw an eclipse and I have multiple times tried to figure out when it was and I have failed. It was in Cincinnati. It would have been in in the 80s. It would have been somewhere, I would guess, between like 84 and 88, just roughly, mm -hmm. in Cincinnati. I, it was, I would say it was around lunchtime, maybe early afternoon, and it just got completely fucking dark outside. I remember being told either there was going to be an eclipse or there had been one. Right. <laughs> after the fact. Right. And uh, we experienced it from inside. I looked out. They didn't let us. I, I think I was at the babysitter's house. They didn't let us go outside, which was wise because we would have looked at the sun. Like right. the president. Yeah, right. And so I remember it and I've not been able to find any information. It was a uh, it was a solar eclipse. Huh. So it You've was. You've never been able to find it online anywhere. No, and I mean, I don't think. Is it a false memory? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, it's like it's just unusual. It's not. Uh, it's it doesn't cause me any like any anguish to not know the date of the eclipse that I experienced, mm -hmm. but it was definitely like the moon passing in front of the sun like it got dark outside mm -hmm. it got really dark it was probably a partial eclipse right but i mean i couldn't find the information for a, uh, a solar eclipse happening so if you're on the discord and you're an eclipse calculator <laughs> you're eclipse head <laughs> yeah get at us and if you're not a member of the discord <laughs> patreon.com slash garbage brain university has that info i I would like to mention that this episode today was suggested by some people in the Discord. Two separate individuals on the Discord uh, suggested this topic. Uh, we had a suggestion from the lovely Angela, as well as the effervescent Morongu. Thank you both for your duplicate suggestions. <laughs> hey. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. right. You were right because we're talking sun. Here we are. We're still talking about it. Can you believe it? We're like 40 minutes into this vision. We're still talking about the sun. We're like fucking animals. <laughs> you know, when it comes to the sun, you know, what my favorite sun is the metal band. <laughs> I have been going on, like, I've been going on a little bit of a sunbender, like, over the pandemic. That's been my, like, one of my, my soundtracks for the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely into it, though. And it is not, it is not party music. No. <laughs> I, I like it. Uh -huh. I like it. It's good. It's, like, got good ambiance, but it's not funky. <laughs> no. My favorite, my favorite track is the one where it just sounds like them tooting through uh, French horns, just going, and then the guy is talking like a vampire over it. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's really. It's, it, it's a lot better than I make it sound. It's really funny and it's not, uh, it's really well done. It's not cheesy in the way where, uh, you know, more flashy metal bands kind of do their. Right. It definitely has art thing. school vibes to it though. 
Oh, it is totally. And I appreciate it because it's like I like my metal as slow as possible, and I can't imagine it getting any slower than the song. Have you ever got a sunburn? Absolutely. Yeah, I have. I have pretty light skin, so I gotta. I gotta do sunscreen. I gotta wear something on my head. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I just toast up. You're starting to look like Mad Max when you go out on walks because of all your protections. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't really. I'm concerned about keeping myself healthy and i don't think that anybody who would judge me for protecting myself from the sun's rays would be worthy of judging me anyway right i'm just saying that when you go out and you have your head thing on and you have your big giant sunglasses on and you have your like covid preparedness face situation going on it has very apocalyptic mad max kind of vibes to it and it's like oh danger i i love it I'm that. here for it. I, you know what? I'm going to wear a mask forever. You guys can suck my ass. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. You know, just the fact that we've now made it socially acceptable to obscure your face. Like, it's definitely, as it is now, it's it's what you it's what you have to do. And it will be for, you know, the next little while. Right. It will be what you have to do. But after this, it's going to be a power move. Yeah. <laughs> Like Come you, take my mask, bitch. You go in <laughs> and you have the mask. So what? So somebody has to tell you to take the mask off? You don't have to do what people tell you. Right. The fact that people go into Walmart without a mask and they scream about uh, whatever whatever little ideas they have and then they don't have to wear their mask and then people are like, sir, please, you have to put it on. Like, <laughs> it's awful for the people in the store, first mm -hmm. of all. I'll just say it's, it's awful. And then they have to play police on top of everything else. But it's absolutely going to be a power play because there's no moral reason to make you take your mask off. They just don't want you to have it on. After this is all over, quote, quote, this is all over, right? Right. So it's going to be a massive power play to just walk in, just your whole face covered up. And nobody can say shit because that's possibly, you are possibly being safer than everybody else. Right. <laughs> the people who are like anti-mask people, I almost wonder if maybe they just should give it a shot. Like it's a, maybe they're just protesting too much and they're actually the people who like wearing masks the most. They're just not like willing to learn new things about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. I think it's easy to see it's a personality flaw. For right. Sure. It definitely is a personality flaw. And you know what? It keeps like half of my face from being sunburned. Right. It makes it so I don't have to wear makeup when I go out. I haven't worn makeup in a year. It's, my my skin looks fantastic. How long has it been since you got sunburned? Um, I don't think I've had a sunburn since I was probably like maybe like eight Really? Yeah, because I have always been very, very attentive to wearing sunscreen. And I am, you know, when I was a kid, I was pretty tan. But now I'm like extremely not tan. And mm -hmm. so I can't let myself get burnt. I will absolutely burn now. Aren't, aren't you Welsh? Don't you have Welsh yeah. heritage? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're like European. <laughs> I mean, that's the... Alpha and Omega, that. So am I. I'm freaking Irish. I'm, I'm like cold European. <laughs> well, now I, I've said it before. I don't believe in the uh, the idea of the country your your ancestors are from. I don't believe that that means anything except right. like the tales you hear from your family. Well, the places where your your 
family is from is meaningless because the idea of national borders are a false construct. Well, borders are totally arbitrary. Yeah. Like, how can you say I was, I'm was i from this country when this country didn't even exist back then? Well, and you may have had ancestors that lived in a place that's underwater now, too. Yeah, right. I mean, I did. I mean, that's where my ancestry is from. I'm sure I had at least a few ancestors from Doggerland if you go all the way back. Sure. We should bring Doggerland back. We should. Let's push the ocean down and bring <laughs> that sucker back up out of the sea. I want to see what they got there. I twisted it up a little bit. A little crankaroo. Oh, we could. We could just pull it up. We should just shift all of the Earth's plates. Lift them. I'm sure nothing. That would solve global warming, too. What What would solve global warming? <laughs> Putting hydraulics underneath the tectonic plates and lifting them up a few feet. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, I think after you account for the expense of the hydraulics and the exploratory drilling and all the personnel... And the mathematics and experimentation that would go into doing that, I think that using a massive worldwide system of hydraulics to lift the tectonic plates might be a million dollar idea. <laughs> I think it absolutely is. Garbage Brain University, million dollar idea. Think about it, like you could lift it up. You can lift the plates up, and then you can get some, like, lava. It will build up underneath, and it will build it up. Oh, it will. That's like self-healing cutting board or, or something <laughs> like that. It just, the lava People will just... People are thinking about solving it by, like, caring about the atmosphere. No, we need to go from below. Lift this situation up. I I say, you know, corporations starting in the 90s, as soon as global warming started to be an obvious problem, corporations immediately started campaigns to turn it around on us. And they're like, yeah, well, you use plastic bags. <laughs> corporations need to get us out of this. Uh -huh. They need to build the hydraulics to lift the tectonic plates to make oceans sink yeah and the lava will fill it in and then the lava will cool off and that will be global cooling or what they could do is they could take all of the water in the ocean that is going to be too much water we start spraying it into the atmosphere as a mist air conditioning oh that would be breezy Easy, breezy, beautiful. Get rid of extra water, have a little air conditioning, and then to that it is solved. Combine that with the tectonic plate solution, and I just single-handedly solved global warming. <laughs> and that's... Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's over, man. And you'd be a job creator. Uh-huh. They So many jobs. That's what I'm saying. Corporations and jobs. That's... That's what got us into this mess. <laughs> That's what's going to get us out. <laughs> if one thing is true, it's that if you have something that causes problems, the one thing that will solve the problem is to keep on throwing that same thing at it. <laughs> we need to more manufacture more stuff. We need more plastics. What is capitalism if not throwing spaghetti at the wall until it sticks <laughs> and then forcing the government to clean up your spaghetti problem right? no it's fucking spaghetti what the fuck <laughs> uh so if you get a sunburn um it could turn red in as little as 30 minutes you can get burnt very fast. Oh, I'd believe it. And the burn continues to develop over a span of days. And then you start peeling all over the place. Like a 
fucking lizard. What is, uh, what is it that this that the sunburn is? It is an inflammatory response to DNA damage by radiation. Oh, so the UV actually destroys your DNA in mm-hmm. your skin? Right. I need that stuff. That's why it causes skin cancer for you to not put sunscreen on. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Because you're irradiating your organs. And that's why the concept, when we were kids, the people would say base tan. They'd, say, they'd go out a little bit in the spring and they say I'm getting my base tan. But that's just a milder amount of DNA damage. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, right. I've no, I have told you I have told stories about my mother and how she is an absolute like tanaholic. She will just like tan and tan and tan and tan and tan and tan and cover herself in baby oil and tan. Yeah. It is bananas. She's she's always has a base tan. She is the base tan. <laughs> <laughs> So if you don't want to get sunburn, what do you do? Sunscreen. Duh. Right? Yeah. And that is a lotion or a spray or a gel or whatever the hell that you put on your skin that makes it so you do not get burned. And usually it is set up with this thing called SPF, right? So there's like SPF 15 or SPF 30 or SPF 100, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And the number, so if it's like SPF 15, it means that it's one fifteenth of the UV radiation will get to your skin. Okay. Okay. So SPF 100 means 1% of the radiation gets through. Yeah. Right. And they have been using sunscreen for a long time. They used to use plants for sunscreen. They used to use plant extracts and zinc oxide paste and and shit like that because people have been getting sunburned since forever again you know i've mentioned this before the fact that we cannot just be outside without burning or like dying of bug bites or whatever the fact that we are so ill-suited to live like on the planet we live on to me kind of makes it seem like aliens planted us here yeah and they didn't they didn't really care if we had a good time they just wanted to carry out their experiment so that they could continue to get funding from their alien university, from their alien grant, to take species on other planets and fuck around with them and see what happens. Hey, look, they invented cars 70 years later. Hey, they invented something to put in the car so they don't fly out of the cars and die. <laughs> hey, you remember that problem? My, my mom, I just saw my mom a little while ago. She got her vac shots. And she came up and we were looking at uh, genealogical stuff from uh, from our family. And she said, oh, this is your like this is your uh, second cousin three times removed or something. Uh, but she died. She died in Cincinnati and she died from being decapitated because she was just driving a car. And then yeah. <laughs> the glass broke in the car and that was it. It's just a Jane Mansfield experience. Right. And we did that for a long time. And somebody's like, hey, <laughs> people just keep getting fucking destroyed by the glass and cars. Can we do something about this? And a couple decades later, somebody was like, yeah, we can. (laughs) Think about it. We might just do it. (laughs) Oh, one of these days. And then then we got some, then we got the brain geniuses who come in and be like, you can't make me wear that thing. It makes me not get my face chopped off when I get in a car accident. You can't make me wear a seatbelt or swap out my glass. (laughs) <laughs> this is America. 
the best part. So I mean, I've been in I've been in a, a car accident, but that safety glass is still is still no joke. I mean, you don't get decapitated, but I know I got in a bad car accident, and my friend all over her her, uh, her hands and arms. She had these deep scars from the safety glass, just like flying around. I think we flew around. I think she bashed her hands around inside the cars. It was wrecking or something. I don't know. Yeah, freaky. I don't like car accidents. Uh. Not a fan. <laughs> no. That's uh, that's one thing we have in common. Aww. That's how we met. We didn't get in any car accidents. <laughs> well, you got in a car accident. You just said you did. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. When we were together, that was our, that right when we first met, that was our thing is not having car accidents. Right, right. Some people have a song. <laughs> We have a song too. We have that one where it's the where it's the, where it's the French horn with the vampire talking over it. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's, our, that's also our song. That kind of is our song. I like it. Yeah. Um, you know what? Some other people do with the sun is they pray to it. Oh. They have solar deities. Have you ever heard of them? Ra. Yeah, right, man. Ra was the Egyptian sun god. Right. That was the fourth dynasty of ancient Egypt. They worshipped Ra, who was portrayed as a falcon-headed deity. And he had a solar disk that had a snake around it. And they Uh, had uh, all kinds of symbology related to it. They related, like, the dung beetle to the sun. And they, they had, like, the symbology of it, like, rolling the sun across the sky. Oh, nice. I like that. So the the beetle pushing the shit across the earth is <laughs> like, here comes here comes another some, ball of shit. Here comes another ball of shit. It's time to rise and grind, suckers. <laughs> Build my pyramid. Uh, they did that uh, prior to Egypt in Sumeria. They had a sun god called Utu, and Utu was a helper deity. So if people had problems, they would do offerings or prayers to him in particular. And he had a beard, and he had a saw, and he was the dispenser of justice, allegedly. Oh, wow. Okay. So all you need, if you have a beard and a saw, it sounds like that guy from... uh neutral milk hotel who would <laughs> who would bend it and play it with a bow like that yeah yeah <laughs> wow i feel like i'm in athens georgia right now <laughs> right <laughs> me too <laughs> uh um there was a proto in the european religion where they had sun gods um there was an old norse god called soul uh Basically, everything, like, pre-Judeo-Christianity, they, people had sun gods. That was, like, very, very common. Because you need the sun or else you're going to die. So why not, right? Yeah, everybody knew it back right. then. The Even then. Biggest star in town. Um, the Romans had Saul Invictus. And people just fucking love having sun gods, man. Uh, Ghostface... Ghostface Killa's son is named Sun God. Right. Ghostface Killa is the best rapper. I would like to. I would like to go on record on the on the podcast to today and say that Ghostface Killa is the best rapper ever. I think still twenty twenty one. You go back and you listen to Iron Man, 
bulletproof wallets and supreme clientele and you're just pretty tony man i I gotta gotta say i really like pretty tony well sure sure i mean you can keep you can put it on the line i mean you could you could keep you could keep going fish scale scale. you keep going down big dough rehab yeah i mean yeah yeah i mean we're getting we are getting diminishing returns but they i like big dough rehab Yeah, I mean, I, I did. I'm just saying, if we're, yeah, he's up there. Sun God, uh, you know, maybe he needs a little bit more time to come into his own, but he's also probably like 30 now, so I don't know. Right, right. He's he's no ghost face killer. Oh, there can be only one. See, if Ghost had kept his mask on, then he just could have given the mask to his son. That's what MF Doom did is he would just always put the mask and then if he didn't want to do a show, like one time he gave it to Hannibal Burris. <laughs> <laughs> like that's pretty that's pretty funny. You miss out on opportunities like that. Right, right. <laughs> so do you know what else you could do with the sun? You could buy that blue paper and you could put a leaf on it. I used to love that shit. And then you come back and you take the leaf off and you bring the paper inside and then it it has like a like the silhouette of a leaf on it. It's got like photosensitive ink on it. Yeah. Right. I used to love that shit. I thought that was really fun. Yeah. That's pretty cool as far as like shit to do outside when you're a kid and there's no such thing as technology. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much just putting some sticks and leaves on a piece of paper and coming back. Whoa. Whoa! Look at this. Now I got this paper with the sticks and leaves on it. Oh man! Only some of it's blue now. <laughs> Uh, I was actually referring, when I asked you uh, what else you could do with the sun, what I was actually referring to is staring directly into it. Never done that. It sounds like a bad idea, though, right? They always told us you would burn burn your eyes. Right. It's a practice called sun gazing, which is when you look directly into the sun during dawn or dusk. So you try to do it at a different time so you don't really burn your eyeballs out immediately, but you still are kind of burning your eyeballs out. You, it would still be awful. It, it gives you UV damage. It's like the same thing as when you weld, right? Because mm-hmm. you have so much UV light, it's like you get a sunburn on your retina or on right. your cornea too. Right. Uh, on, I'm sure your whole fucking face. Right. <laughs> um, they had, okay, so there was this guy named William Horatio Bates who had a series of exercises called the Bates Method. And it was an alternative therapy in the early 20th century. And so it was like a routine for staring into the sun and you would do it as a treatment for myopia. So you would fix your nearsightedness by burning your retinas. Right, right, right. <laughs> and they said it didn't work that good. Probably not. No. There's lack of there's lack of scientific rigor. Uh-huh. Um, and then obviously your eyeball is a sensitive organ, and um, you can get solar retinopathy. You can get cataracts. You can get blindness. And um, even if you're looking at like an eclipse where the sun is being blocked, you can still blow your eyeballs out. Yeah, yeah. I have to say one of my favorite photos ever, just historically in the course of life in America. I would say it rivals the mission accomplished banner where Bush gave the speech and he's standing in front of the banner that says mission accomplished. Uh-huh. It. It may be better. I think we may look back on it and it may be a better picture is 
Donald Trump standing on the balcony of the White House looking directly up into the eclipse. <laughs> right. Fucking dumb asshole. <laughs> it was just such a, such a perfect photo. I'm glad somebody captured that moment in time. Right. As he's going to say, I hope someone pushes him into a volcano, but I need to push this negative vibe out of my head. Just blow it away, man. Yeah, we don't need just... to push him into a volcano. Yeah. I hope he has a nice night. <laughs> You have a fucking nice night, you stupid, shitty asshole. All right, so did you know that uh, the mass of the sun accounts for 99.8% of the mass in the solar system? No, it makes sense. Most of it's most of it's empty space. Right, and did you know that the other 0.2%, almost all of it is Jupiter? No. So if you're not the sun or Jupiter in this solar system, you're not shit. We really are not shit on a not <laughs> shit planet. All right. We are so inconsequential. We are nothing. We are such a small amount of anything, and we are so fragile that we're sitting here getting cooked by the sun, and we accidentally burned a couple too many things, and now we're going to die. <laughs> we were going to die anyway. Well... <laughs> Look, the timer's going. We have five billion years to make it off this planet. We know we're not going to <laughs> as a species. Right. Our biological imperative as we trace this chaotic helix through space, flying off from nothing into nothing. And uh, we made slightly too much Barbies, and now we're going to perish. Right. Right. We are getting what we deserved, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> You reap what you sow, and we reaped a bunch of fucking plastic shit. Well, <laughs> you know, you don't always get what you want, but if you're not lucky, you might get what you asked for. <laughs> uh, did you know that the sun does not rise or set? It just looks like that because the earth is moving? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually pretty solid on that one. It's weird to think about, though. Yeah. Did you know that the sun is bigger than the Earth? Yeah. yeah. It just looks little because it's far away. <laughs> That's true. Did you know that you're never going to go there because it's too hot? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whew, think about it. There's like some mind blowers when you're talking about the sun. <laughs> okay, so did you know that the Greek philosopher Aristarchus was the first guy to suggest that the Earth orbited the sun? Oh, really? Uh-huh. Anything happened to him? The Greeks just leave him alone there. They just say, cool idea, man. Uh, let's look it up. Let's find out. He might have gotten he might have gotten fed to a dog or something. Oh, he also suspected that stars were other suns that were very far away. That seems incredibly specific to have figured out at the time. I wouldn't have been able to figure that shit out. You might have if all you did was just chill and look up. People just didn't like it. They just, it doesn't look like they punished him for it, but they didn't. They didn't sign on to it. Yeah, they didn't uh, They didn't agree with it, but it doesn't sound like they locked him up in a prison and made him eat his own dick or something. <laughs> right. That's what they... <laughs> You're sentenced to sup upon your own peen. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
who was the who was the guy that did that? They really didn't like him. Copernicus? Did was they make the Copernicus guy? eat his own dick? No, no. No? Why did you just I think they just they made they I think they just made him eat a little chunk of his own ass, then they put him in regular jail. They just made him eat the end of his dick. <laughs> <laughs> he just had to eat an inch of it. <laughs> Which now you got a slightly shorter dick in the in the self-conscious existence of knowing that your dick is squared off on the end. How? That shows you, Copernicus. Yeah, they know, and that's that's the thing is you would be marked in society. Then, if somebody saw your squared off dick, they would know you were heliocentric. <laughs> right. Usually it's got corners. I don't want any part of it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, baby. Yeah, no, don't worry. I think I think I believe fully in the geocentric model, baby. I think everything is just swirling around Earth. Oh yeah, let me see. <laughs> Get that puppy out there. Oh, sure you got you didn't have to eat any of it. Oh, you got corners on there. Get the fuck out. <laughs> I think that eating just the end of it, though, it would probably be pretty, you just toss it back. You wouldn't have to chew it too much. <laughs> you need to hide it under your tongue like a prisoner and just spit it out when they weren't watching also. Uh, they didn't it back on. Now who's yeah, the they, yeah, who's the boss now? <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that in... 2019 conservative leadership election, the son endorsed Boris Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> the paper. <laughs> Whichever. <laughs> Did you know that the son is actually white, like Boris Johnson? What? I'm just saying. It's act. The son, the heliocentric son. <laughs> It's why is it yellow? <laughs> it's it, it is white. It looks yellow because of the way uh, it scatters through the atmosphere in the same way that the sky isn't actually blue. It's just the way that the, the sun does its thing. I understand the meaning behind those sentences, but there's something very <laughs> frustrating in everybody looking at the sky and the sky is just wondrous and the sky is usually some shade of blue. And then somebody's saying, the sky isn't actually blue. It just looks that way. Well, what, what do we do except look at it? What do, I saw something once that said a blue jay isn't blue. It just looks that way. <laughs> what the fuck? How the fuck are you measuring the blue jay? How are I you? love that shit, first off. <laughs> Blue Jay is not blue. It is like refraction on the the feathers. And so if you have a Blue Jay feather and you crush it, it is no longer blue because it will no longer refract the way it needs to in order to have it appear blue. It is like a duo. Right. It is like a duochrome effect. Right. So I understand there's something happening on a, a level of like molecular, there's, there's a diffraction type effect that creates. There's no blue pigment on that bird. Sure. 
Yeah, it's like a diffraction uh-huh. effect. Uh-huh. It's just the the way of saying that a blue jay is not actually blue. If you said a blue jay appears blue because of the diffraction, it doesn't have blue pigment. That makes a lot more sense. Just like the atmospheric effect of the scattering of the sun's light makes it appear yellow or something right, like that. Right, right. But saying the sun is not actually <laughs> it's not actually yellow. It's just it's very funny to me. <laughs> Did you know that if you weighed 150 pounds on Earth, you would weigh 40 to 100 pounds on the sun? I I wonder about, I mean, yeah, theoretically, because of the mass of the sun, right? Mm -hmm. And so the force equation for determining, like the Newtonian equation for determining the gravitational force is the product of the two masses. Mm -hmm. So it's the sun's mass and your mass. So if you weigh more then the gravitational force is stronger. If the if the body you're gravitationally attracted to is larger, the gravitational force is larger. But I wonder if the the sun is just defined as the part that looks like the sun and it's not solid at all. I wonder, where do you ever experience the feeling of being 4,200 pounds? <laughs> maybe it's just like an emotion. I think... It's just an emotional kind of thing, maybe. Yeah. It's just, as you get closer to the sun, we should just pick one guy. Send him. And have him report back and just get him, like, have him do a vlog. And just have him and just shoot him into the sun and see if, at the end, he feels hot and heavy. (laughs) Probably will, if I had to guess. What did you learn today about the sun? (laughs) I I actually am surprised that it is so ephemeral and does not actually have any kind of surface. I just I really thought there would have been some kind of some kind of clear definition, but the sun is defined as the part that looks like the sun. The edge of the sun is where you think it is. <laughs> I think having that be the center of our universe really says something about the way that everything turned out. (laughs) You know who really did well with the way that everything turned out? Corey Grella. Corey Grella. She got the long end of the stick, and that's a phrase you don't usually hear. (laughs) Through her bountiful guidance and wisdom, we've managed to keep creating Garbage Brain University, just like our other sponsor, Harlem Township. The actual center of the universe. Harlem Township uh, may be the only place which has its own centrism theory. It's the (laughs) Harlecentric theory. (laughs) Which is the idea that all of central Ohio revolves around Harlem Township, and we could hardly blame them. It's got to be one of the top, one of the prettiest places in central Ohio, located just over in Delaware County, close to Columbus, but not quite in it. It's pretty as a little bird. HarlemTWP.com. Check them out. (laughs) And once travel restrictions ease, check them out IRL. There's lots to love in Harlem Township. No, not that Harlem. And last... (laughs) But not least, our other, sp- our other sponsor, Hazel Technologies. Hazel Technology. As always, if you've got fruit or vegetables, you know who to call Hazel Technologies. They've got the packets for your jackets. They've got the boot for your fruit. <laughs> they love to ship it. And who can blame them? They're fantastic <laughs> at it. They've really studied this process. If you're not 
on our Discord. Patreon.com slash GarbageBrainUniversity is going to get you in. You're also going to get access to 90 paid episodes you haven't heard. And you'll feel, just as the sun is ephemeral, you will feel the ephemeral warmth of having done something good for yourself and other people that like what we make. So again, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. Goodbye.